What is going on? Happy 2020. Uh, we are back for episode 34, Jason Parks. And Stephanie Parks. And for today's topic, it's really going to be Stephanie driven. We're going to talk about what goes on behind the scenes of an e-commerce operation. Happy 2020, by the way. This is our first podcast in the new year. Uh, of, of the new decade. Of the new decade. And so we're starting out strong. And I hope everybody had a better Christmas and New Year's than me. I had the flu followed by vertigo. Like for the past two weeks, the world's just been spinning <laughs> for me. So I guess it's good that it happened when things were like a little quieter on the business side. But I want to start seeing straight in 2020. That's my resolution. That's a great resolution. It's a good goal. <laughs> All right, well, this is going to be an awesome podcast episode just because we've talked so much about advertising and how to acquire new business and how to optimize for SEO. Um, you know, in a previous podcast, we talked about, in, in podcast 32, we talked about our favorite tools. In this one, we're going to talk about more tactical efforts of what goes on behind the scenes of an e commerce operation. Um, Stephanie runs the day to day of Durham Warehouse. So she's really going to be driving this uh, and she's just going to be giving a lot of insight into. How do you, uh, you know, when it comes to timeliness, packaging, um, it's just going to, if you're interested in running an e-commerce operation, this is going to let you know. These are the things that are important to me on a day-to-day basis. These are a lot of the things that I've struggled with and tried to create new processes to make them better and make them faster. Um, So for me, you know, this is, this is kind of what I focus on on a daily basis, what my employees focus on on a daily basis. If you run an e-commerce business and you have something else, we'd love to hear about it. Um, so tweet us at the media captain and tell us what your focuses are, what your struggles are um, in, in relation to what, what we talk about here. And so I want to go back a couple years just so um, you know you can visualize how this all came to play. We spent a year building the website for for Durham Warehouse. Uh, we finally launch it. We get our first order, um, and then obviously when an order comes in, well, you have to package it quickly. You have to make sure that um, it. I, I mean, just talk about wh- where you were when that first <laughs> order came through and where things are now, and then we'll kind of get into the main items here. Well, I wasn't even in the country, so that was a big factor in it. Um, but I'm just like blown away thinking about three years ago because you know we knew we could build the site we knew you know there were certain things we could do to launch this company but we had really no idea going into it all that was involved in the day-to-day operations so um when we got our first order we had to first of all we we knew about ShipStation, which is what we still use for shipping out packages we've always had that um but I had one person who was who was helping me, and we just, I mean, as things went on, we were sending everything out priority mail, so it was costing us a good amount to send out packages. Um, but we were only getting one or two orders a day, and it was still stressful filling those one or two orders just from, you know, packaging, how do we package it, making sure we had the inventory in stock. When we were first starting out, we had nothing. We started with nothing and we kind of filled in what we needed to. Um, but over time, we've we've really learned what's important, what we need to focus on and what customers care about. At the end of the day, the customers, you know, they're ordering from us, we're shipping to them and we want to make them happy. So at the end of the day, everything that we've done is to ensure that the packages get out fast and 
get to the customer in, in one piece. And so we went from fulfilling the very first order, which was exciting, to then maybe two or three a day. And now constantly, you know, we have over 50,000 customers. We're shipping out over 100 orders per day. And so during this podcast, Stephanie's going to hit on four main topics, and that's the packaging and shipping. Um, and she already hit on how we use ShipStation, but she'll go more into the logistics of that. We're going to talk about the importance of customer service. Uh, we're going to talk about inventory management, um, how two Christmases ago we had almost a panic attack because we got so many orders that our credit card bill ran up to $80,000. So we'll hit on on that and um, what your ultimate goal should be if you're running in an e-commerce operation. So uh, let's go now into just talk about what Talk about packaging and shipping, what you want to accomplish and what goes into it. And I might change up this order a little bit. I'm going to talk about packing and shipping, but kind of with that goes inventory management. So I'm kind of going to put those next to each other and together. So packaging and shipping, um, there's a lot that goes into it. First and, and foremost, you want to make sure that you're getting your packages to your customers and uh, as fast as possible. Customers appreciate getting packages. And I mean, with the Amazons out there where they're offering free two-day shipping for a lot of people, um, it's it's tough to keep up. So our main goal always is to get packages out as quickly as possible, um, especially as we were growing and we didn't have all the inventory on hand at all times. We carry over a thousand SKUs. So for us to stock all of that inventory, we did it slowly and we weren't ordering inventory before orders came in for that product. And, and really quick, so the reason that we didn't have all inventory on hand for Durham Warehouse because we uh, sell products for manufacturers and we are, uh, there's some products that we drop ship, but as time has gone on, we uh, carry more of the, the, we carry more of the products um, in our warehouse. Yeah. And for us starting out, drop shipping was an awesome option because it allowed us to carry brands without having to take on all of the inventory and put up money up front before we knew um, whether or not the, the products were going to be popular. As we've gone on, we've we've moved away from it a lot just because it's expensive and, you know, it just takes more work to fulfill those orders, especially if customers are ordering two or three products from two or three different brands. There's a lot of coordination and a lot of shipping charges for one order. So we're moving away from it, but it was great for us to start out with drop shipping. So walk... Uh Walk the listener of what, okay, so whether you have a Shopify site, uh, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, the order comes in and you get notified of the order. Tell them what happens. So the order comes in via ShipStation. That's where we see it. That's where we manage all of our orders. Um, We then check to make sure we have the inventory in stock. I used to do that by hand in a Google Sheet for the first two and a half years. Everything was in a Google Sheet and I would manually put inventory in and take inventory out of that sheet. Not the most accurate solution. And, and, what, and one of the biggest game changers for you was shipping, what was changing to uh, Finale. Yeah, correct? so we we went with Finale and Finale has been amazing. The reason that we chose it initially is because we've been using ShipStation and Finale is one of the softwares that integrates with ShipStation. It integrates very, very well. Um, so now an order comes in, we see it in ship station, we check to make sure we have the inventory in finale. If we do, we weigh the product if we don't already have the weight in and we pack it up and we send it out. We also used to print our labels out just on a regular printer and tape them onto each package. 
one of another huge game changer of this year was we got a Rolo thermal printer which is like 150 bucks and huge game changer all of our labels now get printed on a label maker they're stickers so we just stick them on the package that has gotten made things a lot easier and then we send them out to the customer and so you have things it seems like the integration obviously there's ship station um there's finale but then uh, so you have things on the back end configured, but talk about the, the scheduling of staff. Like what are, how many hours do you have people shipping things out and, and what differentiates Durham Warehouse versus competitors when it comes to that? So it started with just me and one person that worked at our parents' office who helped us when, when I couldn't be there or when we were busy, really busy. Um, but now I have somebody staffed from nine in the morning until 7.30 at night. I have two people who are on the schedule Um, I'm looking for a third kind of to fill in during the day but somebody comes in at nine and and he's there until three or 3.30 and then I have somebody come somebody else come in at 3.30 and she leaves at 7.30. And and that's really important just because there's orders coming in 24 hours so when we're able to you know continuously get things packaged up it gets out quickly and that exceeds the customer's expectations and it's also i mean there's also somebody there to answer the phone during that time because people on the west coast you know if we leave the office at five o'clock that's two o'clock their time so i still want somebody who can answer the phones which a lot of times it's me um until the end of the day whatever time zone you're in and then if ever we run into a situation where we don't have the inventory on hand, we will create a purchase order also through Finale and order the products. And what I try to do, timeliness, like I said, is such an important factor here, um, but also communication because things happen, you know, things get backed up, brands run out of something and they don't tell us about it mail gets delayed so if there's ever an issue where a package is going to be late i communicate it to the customer and that it takes a little bit more time up front but it ensures that the issues aren't arising later they know about it if they want to cancel the order they can most of the time they don't they want to wait for it but either way in that case you don't have a customer who's pissed off because they haven't gotten their package Okay, so we've covered a lot on on packaging and shipping. One thing to note is that the majority of the products that are sent out for Durham Warehouse, it's under a pound, correct? Yes. And and when you go and we send it USPS, we offer free shipping. When it goes over a pound, it gets a little more expensive. Uh, you know, an e-commerce client that um, sells a ton of T-shirts. I mean, it's expensive for them to ship. So it's easier for Durham Warehouse in the sense that we offer free shipping. And uh, our products are expensive. I mean, our average order is $100. So when we're spending 3 to $7 on shipping, it's not as big of a deal as a t-shirt that costs $5 right. and then they still have to ship it out. Yeah, but there's plenty of programs that would integrate with a Shopify, a WooCommerce, all of those that um, can configure the, the correct shipping amount if you're going to charge for that. Um, Another big thing with the shipping is, and something that we've always been working on and we're still working on and there's still issues that arise, is eliminating errors. There's been different things that come up. Um, The first problem that we had was that people were ordering multiple products and we were only shipping out one of two. Then when we got the label printer, accidentally labels were getting switched from one package to another. So trying to figure out a process where you can have as few errors as possible has been really big for us. And moving on from packaging and shipping and now going on to to customer service, 
you know, when when it comes to customer service, there are when somebody goes to the Durham Warehouse site, there is an option for them to uh, live chat. There's the option for them to call in. Uh, you know, we use they can the, email us. Th- they can email. So um, we've given the customer a lot of options, or the potential customer a lot of options of how they can contact Durham Warehouse. Uh, we also use Trustpilot. And I would say the two biggest programs for generating reviews are for an e-commerce shop is Trustpilot and Yotpo, Y-O-T-P-O. Um, the reason why, these are expensive, and I was just having a conversation with an e-commerce owner, and it's almost, I mean, these can run $500 a month. And the reason why it's so expensive is because they integrate, um, when you get reviews for a product, those product reviews will populate for Google Shopping or Google PPC, which can increase conversion rate. But in my humble opinion, it's to uh, that five hundred dollars a month. There, it's got to be a lower price point, so all you know, so smaller e-commerce shops can can play. Uh, but ultimately, customer service. I mean, if you look at Durham Warehouse on Trustpilot, you're going to see fifteen hundred five you know positive reviews, probably a four point nine rating. So Stephanie takes this uh, very seriously and has done a great job. So just talk about what goes into that. So my mindset on customer service is actually pretty simple. Um, I treat my customers and I make decisions based on how I would want to be treated if I were in their shoes. And um, there are times where I have to make a decision to, you know, allow a customer to return something after the date or, you know, send it back because they don't like it for no reason at all other than they just don't like it or send them a label when they should be sending it back themselves. And some people might say, well, I'm losing money on this order if I do that. But in my mind, I'm, I'm looking at the long haul here and I want customers to keep coming back to us. And even if I'm losing money on that initial order, I have had so many times where customers then come back and they're literally a customer for life because of the way that I help them and the attention that I paid to them. So for me, that is the most important. Maybe it's not the mindset of every business business owner, but in in our case, it's, it's very important to me to keep those customers coming back and, and that's how I do it. Yeah, and I think the the great e-commerce companies, you know, the, their customer service is exceptional. And, yep. if, and if a customer is having an issue with a product, most of the time, regardless of whether or not they're right, they'll, um, you know, figure out a way to, to satisfy them. And, and my best advice is not to, don't focus on that, transa- that one transaction. Think of the long term and think of, you know, the value of that customer over their lifetime. Anything else you want to add from a customer service perspective? I mean, right now you are what a little overwhelmed because a lot of customer service falls on you and you're wanting to just talk about how you ultimately when you grow a staff, how you can train them to, to be good on the customer service side. Well, that's what I'm working on right now. Up until this point, all of our customer service has been just handled via email. Um, I just signed up for a, a software called Freshdesk and I'm just setting it up right now. But that will be a customer service portal so that it doesn't all fall on me and so that it's easier to keep track of and it's easier for me to manage everybody who's answering customer service inquiries. Um, It's also great because you can create a million templates of, of canned responses for how to handle every single situation. So, you know, the, the responses can really be coming from me and how I would want to handle it. And then they can just pick and choose from the options. So I think that will be a big game changer. And once I get more into it, we can do another episode just on that software and that process. All right, so we've covered packaging and shipping. We've gone over customer service. Now we're going to go into inventory management. Um, It was Christmas of 2017. 
I think it was last year. No, I, I, I believe it was 2017. Okay. I think it was two Christmases ago. And we were so excited because, I mean, we were just getting a massive amount of, of orders. We it ran, was the Black Friday to Christmas time. Yeah. That even, whole time. Thanksgiving, Black Friday. We ran a bunch of email campaigns. We gave 25% off, which we only do around that time span. And... So what happened was we did not have proper inventory on hand, so we were thrilled that we, we were... had no idea how to prepare for that. Yeah. I, I was not able to forecast it. Yeah, and so what happened was all these orders came in, but then what our, our credit card bill was eighty or ninety thousand yeah. dollars that we had to pay off because of all the inventory we had to order, and it was terrifying. So, I had a lot of sleepless nights. Yeah, and I think a lot of people think of uh, just like when an order comes in and you're like, oh, that's great, you're getting orders, you're making money, but like you're actually having to shell out money. So just talk about where we started from an inventory perspective and, and where we are now and how you handled 2019's uh, Black Friday differently. Well, our, our the way that we've always handled it is to kind of keep as little inventory on hand as possible. We sell, like I said, a thousand products and these products expire. So we don't want to order a thousand of every product because it would cost way too much money and we don't know if we can sell through that in the time that it would take for the product to expire. So we've always tried to keep, you know, a little bit on hand, just enough, but place more frequent orders, which makes it more work. It makes it more difficult. Um, but at the end of the day, when you're shelling out all of this cash, that's what we had to do. Um, when I was keeping track of all of our inventory in a Google Sheet, this is what made it pretty difficult for me because I wasn't able to forecast what we, you know, I, I kept a list of how many we were selling over all of time, but I wasn't able to see how many do we need in, in the next 30 days? How many do we need in the next 60 days? And this is where our inventory management software really came in. Um, and again, the, the name the, the name of the software that we use is Finale. Finale Inventory. There's a bunch of them out there. Um, it will need to integrate with whatever your website is, whatever your shipping is. So it will depend on that. But we've been really happy with Finale. And what this did for me is now I've had this software for a year. And I can see with every product, every brand, how many have we sold in the past 30 days? How many have we sold in the past 60 days? How many have we sold? You know, whatever time frame I want to look at. And that has helped me enormously in my forecasting. So this year for Black, for the Black Friday weekend and for Christmas time, I was able to look and I said, okay, well, in the last 30 days, we've sold X amount. So I'm going to buy double that. And that should cover me. And I mean, it's still, it's every year I'm still surprised at how much we're selling, which is a great thing. But this year we were much more prepared for it, which meant that we were able to get orders out faster, customers were happier, and those people are going to keep coming back to us. And I think what's really neat about just, uh, you know, our story. So um, started in 2016, we're in 2020 now. We went from literally $0 to two, you know, to- Zero dollars, zero customers, zero to, to, software. Yeah, to 50,000 customers, 2 million in, in revenue and growing. But you learn all of these processes and procedures that have to be in place. Like you think e-commerce and you're like, all right, an order is going to come on the site. But there's so much from a logistics perspective, from customer service, um, inventory management. And it's just uh, a, a lot that goes on. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot on, on the job. Yeah. And in my mind, it's not only, you know, it, there's a lot of looking at what's not going well and 
you know, finding something to implement to make it go better. But it's also looking at the processes you have in place, even if they're good, even if they're suitable, even if they're okay, trying to always be improving the process that you have to make it faster, to make it more efficient. Um, So that's, you know, and, and we're still doing that three years later. I'm still always taking calls about different softwares and looking into new things. Even for the software I love, if there's something better out there, I'm open to hearing about it. So what's your recommendation for somebody that wants to start an e-commerce business? Like what would you recommend right off the bat that that you would do differently, you know, hindsight 2020? Um, I would probably invest in an inventory management software a lot earlier than we did. You know, it's it's not cheap. Ours is $200 a month. And when you're getting started out, that is a lot of money for a new business. But the amount of time that it saved me and the amount of efficiencies that it's added, I mean, it's literally worth every penny. And, and remember, guys, um, you know, don't necessarily, it's also very important for your e-commerce business. You have to be getting customers. Um, so we've recorded podcasts in the past and I don't have it right off the top of my uh, head as to what episode it was, but you know, you have to be running, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's Google shopping, whether you're driving traffic through um, SEO. I mean, you don't want to spend $200 if you if you have one customer coming right. in per day. Right. But right when you see like, okay. This is, I, I, this I, is taking off. This is going somewhere. I think I waited too long to start putting all of these processes in place, and I was tr- I was trying to save money. I was trying to well, do just, it all myself. I didn't just, know, and you just didn't know in a lot of instances. Yeah. Um, but drop shipping for us also was a great option to start out of to start out with because the thought of spending the amount on inventory before you really know that products are going to be successful that made it a lot easier for us to test products before we before we stock them ourselves. And, you know, if you're working with other brands like we are, there were some brands who said no to us. And there were some brands where, you know, if if I wasn't happy with what the deal that they would give me or them, their flexibility in working with us, I just had to say no to them. So you have to be ready to do that, you know? And, and I think the next episode, like what I want to go into in, in episode 35 is talk about Amazon because we do send a lot of products to Amazon. So just give like a quick... Uh, teaser as to like how you can get inventory off your hands by going through FBA on Amazon and what some of the downside is. Well, I really do think that that is a whole topic in and of itself. And I I don't want to give too much information here because I think I think going into it in more detail is really important. But that is um, it depends on your business and it depends on what you're selling and it depends if other people are selling it. But sending inventory to Amazon is a way to not have to fulfill the products yourselves. There's also fulfillment companies that will take care of it for you if you can't actually handle the shipping aspect of it. So um, it's something that we do. We've just always set ourselves up to do it. But there are other options if you don't want to be the one to fulfill your inventory. But, but ultimately when that happens, I mean, you lose control of the process and there's just not the nurturing of you know the, the business owner actually overseeing the entire operation. I think so, that's a great next topic to talk about for episode 35. So we, we will do that in episode 35. Um, you know, the ultimate goals when it comes to e-commerce, at least what we strive for at Durham Warehouse, we want to provide a great experience. We want to have repeat customers, referral business, and we just want to have the, the proper inventory in stock. So we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. And yeah, being prepared is is the most important thing to me. Being prepared, preparing our customers, 
Um, and yeah, it's been a journey and we're still going. So there you have it. All right. Uh, do us a favor, guys. Leave us a review um, either on uh, Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. The reviews are uh, super important to us. So we'd really appreciate it. If you have a topic you want us to hit on, just tweet us at the media captain and we'll get to it. And like always, thanks so much for tuning in. Bye.